0: Hello, my friend, how is 2020 shaping up for you? Isn't it exciting, 2020, we're finally in the 20s. I didn't know what to call the last decade. Was it the 10s, the teens, what did we call it? But we now have the 20s. So it's like I was a 70s kid, there was the 80s, the 90s, and then for the last two decades, I didn't know what to call it. So now we're in the 20s, yippee skippy! All right, before we get started today, some latest happenings. Are you ready to live your life from a place of I am enough? This is such an important thing. Like finally be, I am enough. We have bought into these lies of, oh, once I, you know, acquire this, or once I get this status at work, or once I get this marriage, whatever it is that we have had as our endpoint, that will make us enough. And the problem is you've gotten there and you go, wait a second. I still feel the not enough. And then you think, oh, I'm have the imposter syndrome. And really what's happening is you're dealing with shame. It's that voice of, I'm not enough. We all have it. That's the fantastic news, including me. And I talk about it so much here and it's not about removing it and never having it or becoming resistant to it. It's about learning how to move through it, how to not have it take you down so that you live in the swamplands of shames forever. And you want to live your life based on the decisions of your decisions, not other people's opinions, and your values and what your priorities are, where you can trust yourself and you treat yourself with self-compassion. And self-compassion is not, oh, let me sit here and eat three bowls of ice cream and I'm being so kind and loving to myself and I'm going to binge watch Netflix. That's not self-compassion. That's indulgence. But treating yourself with compassion, you know, when you have those falling down moments, when you make mistakes, laughing with yourself, not at yourself, because you're laughing with yourself and you're saying, Oh, silly me. Look at what I just did. Aren't I so fascinating? Look at what I can learn because this allows you to create an awareness inside of yourself so that you can evolve. Compassion, my friend, is the biggest motivator for change. We thought it was the dictator and the hatred, self-hatred, but that just leads us back to that swamp land of misery. So if you're ready to trust yourself, you want to treat yourself with compassion, you want to grow, you want to evolve, you want to live your life with courage. Not, I don't sit there and think, oh, I can't wait to be courageous today, but I am so grateful to have courage to go and do the hard things. And I had to have a courageous conversation this week in my own leadership and it was one of those things where it could have just been easier not to say it, but I would have been out of line with my own integrity and with the leadership position that I have. So I was courageous. I made the phone call. I had the communication. It was clear communication and we're moving through. So I have good news for you. If this sounds like something that you want. My next group of enough is is starting in February. Enrollment is now open. You can go to howshereallydoesit.com forward slash enough to sign up and be enough in 2020 in this decade. Join enough, become enough, and live from a place of enoughness so that you can enjoy this one precious life that we all have. That is our gift to ourselves. All right, it's time to do a shout out. We have an iTunes review from Nick from down under Australia. I love, love, love Australia. Nick wrote, I discovered Karen's podcast earlier this year and they have become a regular part of my week. I've had a year of big decisions and life changes, and I'm amazed how often I will listen to her podcast and find it relates to my life right there. And then I often share the podcast with friends, especially the episode about approval whoring. Thanks. Nick, thanks so much. And I'm so glad that you share about approval whoring. It's such an important concept to really understand. And sometimes I can still step into it, even though I know, and that's again, self-compassion where I get really fascinated with myself. Like really look at me trying to get somebody else's approval. What is this all about? And I can uncover stuff that may be buried inside of me. So I'm so glad that this show has helped you. And thank you for taking the time to leave an iTunes review. All right, my big pet peeve. So here it is, is this whole thing about life balance. And I hear about it so often. I hear about it from my Aqua Monsters community, from my clients. It's just a constant, right? I'm surrounded by a lot of high achievers. I live in a university town. I had university students over last night for dinner. So I'm constantly surrounded by people who are in this pursuit of life balance. The problem is that when you pursue this so-called life balance, and I call it so-called because seriously, show me a person that has a life in balance. There's such a struggle in this pursuit. And what often happens is they lose trust in themselves. They hate on themselves and they have this belief of, if I could just get everything in balance, then my life would be fine. I wouldn't have to have all these problems. So then what they do is they pursue life balance harder. It's like they come up, some of my clients, they're high achievers, they're like, okay, Karan, I'm coming up with this better system and this better thing because they're trying to pursue this life balance. And I think of life balance as a teeter-totter. When I was a little kid growing up, we had these friends in Walnut Creek, these family friends, and in their backyard, I was just there over the holidays, but in their backyard, they had this... Teeter totter, and we would, you know, my friend and I would go on the teeter totter as little kids. And it was that one moment, that one brief moment where you're totally balanced. And I think of life balance as that like we're striving for that one millisecond where we may be in balance. And then the rest of it is up and down, up and down. So instead of being so upset that it's up and down, it's supposed to be up and down, you guys. It's not supposed to be balance and stagnation. We are constantly evolving and growing. What I think what we really want is to be in a flow state. We want to be in flow of our lives where we are moving and we're learning and we don't want to have our falling down moments. I get it. I don't like to have falling down moments. I don't like to lose face. I don't like to make mistakes. I don't like to be inefficient and I have to work really hard at giving myself permission to being efficient at times that maybe I'm not as productive as I could be. Maybe there needs to be some flopping around time. So giving myself that permission instead of pursuing life balance where it's that one millisecond where you're actually in balance and instead realizing that there's this constant flow and there's another way to think about it often is when people have asked me, you know, Hey, Corinne, how do you do it? Like, how do you really do it? Yes, I know I have a show named how she really does it. How do you really do it? I've got a lot going on. I've had four kids, one child now left at home and we're in the last six months of the year or nine months before she moves off to college and will be empty nesters. But I have all this stuff going on and, you know, I'm leading an organization. I have my own company here. There's a lot of stuff on my plate and I've always thought of it as throwing balls up in the air and knowing which ones could bounce and which ones were like crystal and couldn't drop. And the ironic thing is, when I started this show back in 2006, I started the show. I was really in pursuit of life balance. I was like, oh, I'm really messing up my life. I have four kids. You know, I was a head coach at a college. My husband was a head coach at a university. There was just all stuff going on. And I thought, I'm messing up. I'm going to mess up my children. I'm going to mess up our lives. My daughter was in kindergarten another daughter in preschool. And I had kids in elementary school and junior high. So I had this wide range going on and trying to be everything to everybody. And I was in this pursuit of life balance. And that's how the show came about. Because I'm like, there's got to be some somebody that can tell me how to do it better so I can get my life in balance and get it all organized and together. And that's probably why this is such a pet peeve of mine. It was something that I was striving for and thinking that if I get there, it'll be this promised land and then all my problems will go away. Well, guess what? My problems are still here because a lot of my struggles is how I choose to interpret things. You know, it's the difficulties of life. Life, there are obstacles, right? We have loved ones that go through struggles. We go through our own struggles. We all have our stories in our head of what we create, what we make things mean when maybe you don't get the holiday card that you wanted or the present or you didn't have the holiday that you had vision for, but then didn't share with anybody. But it doesn't mean that this next decade can't be what you want and you can pursue it and create it, really. So this idea of life balance, it was something that I was in pursuit of because I thought that was the way. It was like the yellow brick path in, in The Wizard of Oz. Like if I follow this path and I'll have life balance and I'll live happily ever after and no more problems right? It's not the way it happens. And what I see happen is this whole pendulum swing between dictator and wild child. It's like, I'll watch my clients go through this when they first start working with me. They'll become like a dictator to themselves. Like, I'm going to create this system. I'm going to figure out this plan. And some of them really like it. They love figuring out the plan, but the implementation part they struggle with and they become dictatorial to themselves and they create it. So it's so rigid. It's not a realistic plan. It's a very tightly perfectly woven plan without any space for those falling down moments. If you get nothing else from today's show, I really invite you to understand we all have fallen down moments, whether it's called failures, mistakes, inefficiencies, we all have them and you cannot out plan to not have them. If that's what I'm saying correctly, but we're all going to have fallen down moments. This is how we learn and grow. We don't learn and grow from what we do well. We learn and grow from the shadows and the lights, from the darks and the lights. So it's really important to understand that these falling down moments are part of it. So when you become a dictator after a while, it's not sustainable. And then what happens is people become the wild child. They're like, screw it. I'm just not going to do it. I'm getting rid of the planning. I'm getting rid of the journal, whatever it was that your structure was. You're like, I'm throwing it out. It's not sustainable. Instead, it's about, you know, what can you do now? And instead of pursuing life balance and doing it like a diet where it's like, I'm either on or I'm off. It's about living in that space in between that place of compassion and what works for you. So this idea of life balance, I think of as a straitjacket, it really just ties up your arms and it makes you live this like kind of unbreathable life. And it creates so much pain and misery. And really why it does that is it's because it's the quest for perfection. And it's so funny because, like, I thought I read perfection from my vocabulary. I was like, oh, I'm going to get rid of it. I don't use it really, rarely. Like, 99.9% of the time, do I ever use that word perfection or perfect? But then I realized that's hidden. Like, in one way for me, of how it was hidden was I really like to be efficient. I really like to be productive. And one day I had forgotten something. I was running an errand and I started getting really upset with myself. That's not compassionate that's a falling down moment, you guys. And then I started to laugh with myself. I'm like, Corinne, oh, your efficiency is another way for you to be perfect. The same thing with life balance, my friend. If you're pursuing life balance, it's a way for you to be perfect. And here's the promise of perfection. This is what we've all bought into is that if you do it perfectly, you're going to be stress-free. Let's think about that. You're pursuing life balance. How often are you stress free when you're pursuing life balance? Usually it dials up the stress because if the circumstances pursuing life balance and the thought is, am I doing it right? Am I doing it wrong? Those two questions (laughs) create a lot of stress. They're not great questions to ask ourselves. So the promise of perfection is you're going to live life stress free, you're going to be happy, you're going to be safe bad things won't happen and you won't be uncomfortable. Here's my promise to you, my friend, bad things are going to happen in your life. Hopefully we manage the risk so that some of the stuff that is truly unavoidable, we can avoid, but bad things are going to happen. We're going to lose the people we love. Death is guaranteed. It is going to happen. People we love are going to go through health issues. There's going to be trauma. There's going to be difficult things. Not that we need to go looking for it. We don't need to dress for here's tragedy, But know that bad things are going to happen and how are you going to move through it? And if you've been in the straitjacket living a life, what is your resilience going to be when you go through the bad things that happen? And this idea about not being uncomfortable, you know, it's so interesting. Like I love to be comfortable like everybody else. I love to be comfortable, but our growth comes from being uncomfortable by going through those hard things. And so realizing that instead of trying to live perfectly and not have being uncomfortable and having messes, it's being resourceful and saying, okay, I can figure things out. I can move through this. I am resourceful. That is what gives us resilience. And that, my friend, is also what gives us hope. And we all need hope. It's really important. So this quest, this promise of perfection is that you're going to be stress-free, which is a lie because it actually creates more stress and that you're going to be happy and safe and bad things won't happen and you won't be uncomfortable. We can be happy. We can be safe. We're just not safe in our own heads because of the stories that we tell ourselves and bad things are going to happen. And knowing that we can be comfortable with being uncomfortable. So often the question that happens that creates the stress is, did I make the right decision? is this the right decision? Is this the wrong decision? Is there something better? Think about that. When you ask yourself those questions, how do you feel? Do you feel confident? Do you feel doubt? Now does your stress start to dial up? The questions that we ask ourselves open up the windows in our brain. So we really want to be careful with that. And that's one of the reasons why pursuing life balance create so much pain for ourselves is that it's constantly, am I making the right decision or not? Am I getting that millisecond of balance? And there's no such thing as balance, right? We're constantly evolving. We're bouncing around. We're falling down. We're getting back up. We're resting. So we want to ask ourselves high quality questions. While shame is a part of our lives, we don't need to have like the fast track to shame. We have enough shame in our life. So that's really important. And then Instead of thinking about life balance, realizing that we're evolving, we're growing. And growth, my friend, is uncomfortable. It really is. You know, you think about like babies and when they are learning to stand or walk, there's frustration that happens. They fall, they hurt themselves, there's tears, but they grow. And we are so supportive of when they fall down, we're like, hey, you can get back up or it's okay. We believe that they're going to walk again right? And it's pretty crazy. They go from these blobs to be able to walk and talk and all of that stuff. But we believe that that it's possible and you must believe in yourself that it's possible to grow and to evolve. And here's something else about life balance is that sometimes parents say that, well, you know, I just want my kid to be a well-balanced person. And it's like, well, what does that really mean? And in my town, it really means be good at everything. Be good at school, be a good person, be good at music, be good at sports, be good at arts, like be the Renaissance child, right? There's no pressure. (laughs) But here's, a, I guess, a disappointing fact or truth is that greatness doesn't come from balance. Isn't it interesting? Like my community loves life balance and balance and well-balanced children. And then they love the Olympics, Well, those Olympians are not well balanced, right? Greatness doesn't come from balance. It comes from focus. It comes from commitment and deliberate practice. And I'm not saying like try to be great at all of those things at one time, like some of the kids in my community, the pressure that's put on them or the university kids. And I remember I was at the California Governors and First Ladies Conference years ago before Mariah Shriver took it on. And there was a speaker there. I remember talking to her afterwards and she gave me like the best advice. And it was like, you can have it all, just spread it out over the next 50 years instead of thinking and it needs to all happen right now. And I think that was one of the big lies that I grew up with was like, oh, I can have it all. You know, that whole Angele commercial, I'll put the link in the show notes of the old YouTube Angele commercial, but instead of realizing like, what are my priorities? What are my dreams? And really pursuing that and being okay with maybe there are certain things that don't get done. Right now I have two or three loads of laundry that needs to be folded and it's okay. 15 years ago, I would have had a total shit show about that. Like, oh my gosh, I took it out of the dryer. It should be folded right away. In the last 24 hours, that's not been my priority. There have been other priorities, spending time with my college daughter, spending time with her college friends and roommates, I'm doing the show for you guys. There's been other stuff on my list, and I can get to that. And it's okay if there's some wrinkles. There's an iron, which I will not take out. And there's a steamer, which, if that was really important, I would do. Or for me, I'll just live with the wrinkles. It is all okay. So, I think of life balance when parents say to me or people say to me that they want life balance. Sometimes I think it's a way to hide and to not pursue our dreams, especially like for athletics. It's like, oh, well, I want my kid to be well balanced. I think sometimes it's a way to protect ourselves from daring greatly and seeing who we can become in our life. And I'm not talking about becoming an Olympian, but I'm talking about like being brave and pursuing what it is that's important to you, your values, your priorities. It's always about living life on your terms here. When I talk about this on the show, it's about what is success for you? What is the dream you have for yourself? Not what are other people's opinions? Right, so this idea of life balance, like when I want this well-balanced child who's excellent on all these things, which is not possible, you know, for that twelve-year-old. There are times I want to really jump in there and fix that problem for my kid and solve it instead of allowing the growth to happen. I won't just jump in ninety percent of the time and solve it. I think, as my voice goes up, but allowing them to be able to go through that falling down experience. So life balance, when we pursue this life balance, it can be our way to hide because it's like, oh, let me get here in this busyness of figuring it all out, coming up with the plan instead of actually living it. But then by the time I get over to living it, I'm too exhausted because I spent all my time figuring out. Right. So that's another way that life balance can be also numbing, right? It's like, oh, I'm over here in this busy and I'm going to not feel the stress and I'm going to remove the joy and I'm just going to numb over here with the busyness of it. Mel Robbins has a great quote about life balance where she says, life balance is a fairy tale. And I love that. Of course, I would love that because I always say that I'm not the fairy godmother. So I invite you to stop pursuing life balance and instead be deliberate about the life that you want. What's important to you? What are the balls of the air in your life that can't be broken? Think about that. Like when I was first starting to pursue life balance, I had to really start to get clear about well, one, I had to let go of life balance, the pursuit of it. And then the other was I had all these balls in the air. I was afraid that certain things were going to get broken. My children, for instance. And so that always had to be at the front of my mind of like, okay, if I make this choice to travel for work, what would the impact be for my kids? And it's not a right or wrong answer. There's people that have different capacities for doing things. And so I got really clear about what was important to me and it wasn't an all or nothing. It wasn't, Oh no travel. Cause my kids are young and I can't leave them. It was, I got really clear about what my capacity was at their different stages and what balls that couldn't be broken. And then I thought a lot about like, what's my flow state? What are the things when I get into it and I do it, I just easily flow through. And that's the thing that I'm constantly striving for is to get into a flow state and also to be okay with when I'm not in a flow state, because I can't be in a flow state 24 seven. It's just not possible for me. Maybe I can evolve to that, but that's not where I am today. Now your turn to go test this out. First, give yourself permission to be uncomfortable. That's so important. Give yourself permission to be uncomfortable. Commit to becoming comfortable with the uncomfortable. and then start creating a vision of what you want your life to look like without the so-called life balance. What's important to you? What are the balls that can't be broken? What are the ones that are going to bounce? And they're going to be just fine. If they hit the ground, it's okay. They're going to bounce. And what are the ones that are going to pop or shatter? You know, what are your priorities? These are your priorities, not other people's. Like for some people, it may not be a priority for them, but what are your priorities? what are your family's priorities? What are your values? Who are the people that you want to spend time with? Who are the people that it's really, really important that you spend time with? You know, and then what are the things that you need to do for you so you can be the best version of yourself so that you can show up in your workplace with your family, with your friends, with your community? Is it time alone? Is it reading, journaling, Thinking time, like I've become so fanatic about having time to think. Is it moving? Is it connecting? And with who are you connecting? The last year, I spent a lot of time connecting with myself and really getting more and more connected with myself. And for an extrovert, that was an interesting challenge. It was really uncomfortable at first. What are constraints that support you? what are the things like, and I think about constraints of how do you create more deliberate focus? What are the things you're saying? Okay, this is what I'm going to constrain to. Like for me, the laundry wasn't part of my constraint. It was like, okay, it's there, but right now I'm constraining to these three things, my daughter, her college roommates, and then the show with you all. And what are the boundaries so that you have the support to create the life that you want? thinking about that, and you're going to move through this. And as you evolve, you're going to figure out better systems and processes for yourself. It doesn't need to take a half day. Give yourself five minutes. So in conclusion, I invite you ditch the life balance. It's a straight jacket of trying to live perfectly. And we all know that perfection is the birthplace for shame. So while we are going to have shame in our lives, because according to Brené Brown's research, right, we can't become resistant to it but we can become resilient. That means we can feel it and we can learn from it and we can move through it. And that's what we want to do, my friend. It's not about, oh, having this shame free life. It's about not getting stuck in the swamp land of shame. And remember the promise of a life balance is it's a good life without mistakes, but that's a lie. (laughs) So our mistakes are falling down moments. They're the roads taken and there's so many learning opportunities. So they're not wasted. Now, of course, we want to manage the risk of our mistakes. We don't want to make mistakes where we can't move through them and come back from them or rise back up, right? So we want to manage our risks, but when we can learn from our mistakes and move through them, that allows us to cultivate our growth mindset, which is so, so important to you evolving to the best version of you. To you evolving to the best version of you that allows you to fully show up both in your professional life and your personal life. To be the best you allows us to get what is so valuable from you to support us, to support the work you do, to support your teams that you work with. But in order to do this, you must be mindful. You must be aware so you can learn and rework and be deliberate about how you live. Your one precious life, which is our gift to our lives, to ourselves. We have this one precious life and we get to decide how do we choose to spend it? So I invite you ditch the life balance straight jacket, let it go. And instead think about what's this life you want to create? What's this vision that you have for yourself for 2020 and for this decade? Instead of doing it from a place of balance, what is it you want to create and give yourself the space to create it and also the space to have the falling down moments. All right, my friend, thank you for listening. And until next time, I'm smiling big for you. Hey, was an awesome lesson for her to incorporate into her life. Go to the show notes, and there's a link in the show notes where you can sign up and get these emails in your box. On lake, she is dreaming, she is drifting, never been so wild.